The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 67. Woo-hoo-hoo! Two away from 69. <laughs> okay, now we're building it up. Now we have to do something for it. Uh, I will buy two gold balloons that say six and nine. And I'll do the podcast naked. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to uh, do clothes on because we don't know who watches our podcast. We don't uh-huh. know the ages of everybody, so I guess you're non. So I guess your non-nudist host of the day are Chris and oh Savannah, and that would be a shame if you ever saw that. Trust me. Whew. I mean, I'm sitting here too, and I'm just like, you, you, you don't, you don't want this. You oh don't. yeah, I was kicked out of three different gyms for working out naked. So you no signed a contract that say you wouldn't do that, dummy. Yeah, but I. Come on, do you really think I read what I sign? Mm-mm. Have I ever read terms and conditions? Have you ever read terms and conditions? Only once, literally. Oh, really? Once. <laughs> once. I actually took the time to do it. It was boring as hell. There's no special $5 prize in there or whatever. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to click yes to everyone following this. Well, anyways, we're talking about being naked. That's not happening on the podcast. You know what's happening, though? Music review, because that's what we do here. So, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show today. Glad you could be here and hang out with us today and talk about music in one particular album, at least today. We're looking at Shad's The Old Prince, the one that I chosen for today. So, hey, yes, once again, thank you very much for being here. And if you've been here before, you know exactly what's up on the show. You know exactly what we do. And you know that we don't get naked at the very least. So, hey, breathe <laughs> a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you know exactly what we do, so that's all good. But if you're new here, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. We hope that you uh, contribute to the community and everything like that. Let us know what you think of the albums that we do. Chances are you don't know what we do here on the show. So each week, Savannah and I, we will choose an album. As I said, we'll choose one completely at random, like I chose today's. We will also do anniversary albums. If it's turning 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever, we'll check it out. And of course, we do requests. We've had plenty already. We got more coming, so don't you worry yeah. about it. Regardless, we do choose an album. We discuss it in length from front to back. We rank the songs and then we, we rate, rate the, the record. record. Okay, we were a little more coordinated that time. Nice. Get with it. Yeah, I'm supposing so, huh? That's says to you anyways. But yes, uh, that's what we do on the show, and that's what we're going to be doing here today, of course. And so if you like what you see and hear and all that kind of stuff that you're being involved with today, make sure you go ahead and give us some love. We have some support. By the time we're recording this, it's like a day after Valentine's Day, so you have to give us love. Yes. So give us a little bit of love by giving us a like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow, all of those things across multiple platforms. Really do help us build up in the musical community brick by brick, as we're always trying to do. We want you to be part of it. So many different ways to do it, especially over in the audio world. Five-star ratings and like reviews really help us get noticed in the community. Uh, YouTube, same thing. You know, those impressions. Click on through, watch things, subscribe. Let YouTube know that you like what we're doing. And then we rate the record. I was going to say, it looks like you're going to say something, but thankfully it wasn't relevant. No, I was just waiting to do that, really. 
Excellent. And then, of course, yeah, you just leave comments, social media, blah, blah, blah. All of that can be found. Our social media links, all the streaming links, the album giveaway links, which this month we are still giving away. Nirvana's Nevermind. Make sure you enter hey. down in the description below or at ratetherecord.ca. Hell yeah. But of course, also at ratetherecord.ca. You can also request albums, as we said earlier. You can do that. We're doing plenty. We'll do more. Again, found in the description below, ratetherecord.ca. Either or, whatever's more convenient for you. But we'd suggest checking out the website. It's nice. Yeah, we didn't build it for nothing. Or we did, I don't know. But go there anyways. Right? The we spent money on it. The least you could do is yeah. look at it. Yeah, exactly. Look at it and go, this sucks. But at least you looked, so thank you. They just be like, hey, at least you tried. Exactly. You know what else is over there? Our link to ko-fi.com slash rate the record, also in the description below, but it's also at ratetherecord.ca. If you want to financially support the show, uh, if, if like just doing all the free stuff just isn't enough, you got to show that much more love for whatever reason, you can do that. Join the RTR Club, five bucks a month or one time donation. You could do either or completely optional, but you do get bonus stuff like uh, bonus content. For example, I just released a whole video of me ranking Elliot Smith's discography, his dick apparently. I, I almost had a Freudian slip. Okay. Great A dick. Anyway, his discography, I just ranked it. And so you can watch that bonus content over there. There's also other like pre-show stuff that we do. Uh, We'll shout you out. We'll put your name on the card at the end of the episode. And of course, if you have a band and you want us to look at one of your songs, we'll be glad to review it and be tier it like we always promised that we will. Yay. Except for last week. Last week was an eight tier and I chose it and I feel so proud. I'm still letting you have that because I mean, why not? But that's I, the only one you do get. If you eight tier another album, that'd be great. But I'm still going to be like, I have more than you, blah, blah, blah. But like, <sighs> whatever. Yeah. Last week we did Michael Jackson's Thriller, the biggest album of all time. It happens to be on our A tier. So you know yeah. it's big. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We are the the curators of what is great uh, 40 to 50 years later. <laughs> I will say for season four, though, we've had a pretty good string of A-tier albums. We've yeah. had like two B-tiers and the, all the others are A. Uh, I I think we finally, we finally got on, the, like we're on to something. So I'm really curious to see where this one lands, because just God willing, this one be an A-tier. I think season four thus far has been the best. Yeah, with score wise, absolutely. Hell yeah. Although, is it weird that I miss doing like, c or d tier albums we haven't done a d tier since like right? what, season two the beginning of season oh, two like sometimes the Mega punishment death. sometimes the punishment of listening to it is like just it's fun enough you know but also i think like not that i'm not that i think i'm funny or that i always try to purposely be funny but the thing is i think the best comedic content ever done came out of like those albums like brooks and dunn Megadeth. like i i i oh, dylan <laughs> Just the other, don't even get me started. Just the other day, I thought about the Brooks and Dunn review and how I did the hedgehog faxing. Okay, like that's still, I'm so happy about myself for doing that to this day. I forgot all about that. Oh my God. Oh, please. Even if you don't want to watch the full episode, that's fine. It's on the best of season two. Just go watch the best of season two video. It's all there. The best of the funniest parts. Oh, yes. But, anyways, we digress. It's time to actually get into this uh, review. Just before we get into the review, I want to tell you a little bit about our artist today, Shad, and a little bit about his album, The Old Prince. I know not a lot of people know too much about him. He's not like a huge name in the world of hip hop, but he's a Canadian hip hop artist at the very least. So he's doing us proud here. Yeah. 
So, Shadrach Kabongo, better known by his stage name as Shad or Shad K, was born on July 18, 1982 in London, Ontario, Canada. His family orig- originally immigrated from Kenya to London, Ontario, Canada, uh, yeah, obviously before he was born. Shad was an undergraduate at Sir Wilfrid Laurier University, where his sister entered him into a radio contest for young emerging artists. Shad won and receives just over $17,000 from 91.5 The Beat, I guess the area's local radio station. Uh, he would then use that money to fund his debut album, When This Is Over, in 2005. In 2007, he was signed to Black Box Recordings, where he would eventually begin work on his second album, today's pick, The Old Prince. So this album was released in October 2007 and was produced by many people, including The Real McCoy, Shad, Slack of the Beat Child, A Miracle, Beat Doc Saints, Juby, Ed, Strings, Mantis, Mad Scientist, Michael Tompkins, and Rick Notes. Michael Tompkins being the most normal Thanks. name of that whole bunch. <laughs> that, that one threw me off when I was reading the notes originally. I was like, really? Just You didn't even give yourself like a nickname? That was it. Well, he could have been like the Michael Tompkins. Oh, that that Michael Tompkins, absolutely there you go. Yes. exactly. I don't be referred to as that Michael Tompkins. <laughs> uh, so this album received two nominations: one for Rap Recording of the Year at the Junos, and also the 2008 Polaris Music Prize. I don't think he won either one of them, but just hey, being nominated is always nice. Oh hell yeah! Uh, for what Wikipedia lists, because. The Wikipedia didn't have a lot to say about this particular album. There's only a few reviews of this album, but they're all positive, with OK Player giving it four to five stars and nice. Rap Reviews giving it a solid 10 out of 10. Hell yeah. But no That's All Music. Good. Where the hell are, is our good friends at All Music to rate this album? We're going to have to put this on a cassette tape and send it into All Music. I, I don't know how you would do that, but just pretend you're a new artist and get them to do it. Yeah. Do they have a physical address? Do they have like a headquarters or is it all like just online? I have zero idea. I feel like the first time I ever heard of them is while we were doing this show. So I guess it really shows what imprint that they have. Yeah, we don't know enough about our good friends. So we need to learn more about our good friends over at All Music. I'm just going to keep saying that. They're going to be so confused. If anyone working there ever hears, it's going to be like, why do they keep saying that? I don't even I don't I barely remember the origin of the joke anymore. I just did it because their name kept popping up. I think it was because every time we would, yeah, shit, I don't even remember. I think they just always gave things positive scores and we always noted that. So now we just call them our good friends over at All Music. Mm. Anyways, the album produced four singles, I Don't Like To, Brother Watching, Compromise, and The Old Prince Still Lives at Home. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen that music video, treat yourself to it. It's a parody of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's like opening like sequence I uh, like the credit sequence, so I would absolutely recommend checking out the video. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So why don't we actually get this thing underway now? Uh, we've yes. been rambling long enough. It's time to start talking about music. So here we go with song number one, intro, Quest for Glory. Okay. So my first line is gasp, actual instruments. I love this. I, if, if you've listened to this show before, um, I have some pretty shitty takes on a lot of things. And any hip hop or rap, just it's I feel like I kind of need that sort of niche and then spread that out. And I find specific little pockets of hip hop that I like. Soon as I started listening to this, I was like, I'm down for this. This is pretty good. I really like the fuzzy analog sound and it's like very vintage. Um, Some songs on the album, I can't specifically remember if it was this one. Um, have uh, backing samples, which obviously adds to the vintage sound. 
but I feel like they kind of he carries that sound through a lot of original beats and I really like that I think it sounds fantastic yeah really there's a really good use of uh, like Motown style oh, samples yeah. on this one very lively beats as well this one's really good for it yeah. I mean most of the songs on this album are pretty good for it in general but yeah just like this is a great way to start the album because it kind of gives you a good idea of what to expect moving forward definitely because spoiler alert and I don't even mean this in uh, a bad way but like most of the album sounds like this song yeah. But just like obviously different like styles of sample and everything like that. Sometimes the beats are faster or slower or whatever. But like, yeah, just really good. I do like it. Uh, really good catchy hook in this one, too. Just to kind of get you going in the beginning. The flow of the song is just really good all around, too. There's a lot to enjoy about it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like ultimately too complex, but I think it's really nice to listen to. And I found that it, it was easy to grab onto the melody. And I found myself moving to it and really just sort of falling into the music. And like we said, it was a great start to the album. Yeah. And I think the only issue I have, which is a, like a number of songs on this album, although I can understand with like, especially with hip hop beats, why they might do this. But mm -hmm. like this album has an issue with ending songs. Yeah. Uh, and this is the first one I pointed out because it's the first track, obviously. I said the end has a fade out, but like it, the fade ends very abruptly, though. So it's yeah. not even like one of those nice ones that just kind of ride out. Like it just cuts right off. Mm -hmm. It feels a little strange, but I mean, like it's not a deterrent to the score or anything. And I don't think it's really a deterrent going forward either. But yeah. it is worth noting that every time it happens, it's just like, oh, that was kind of weird how it just vanished. I imagine uh, there being an MC behind them, like playing live. And as the uh, the vinyl is spinning, he just pulls the and I knock my microphone one it's more time. It's just that loud. Yeah, and he uh, like pulls the arm off of the vinyl, and that's what sort of stops it. So I like to sort of imagine those scenarios in which that sound is appropriate. But yeah, listening to it on a CD, you're like, hey, what the hell, man? Yeah, and he's like halfway through a word when you pull up the needle. It's just like, no, too early, too early. Yeah, I wasn't done. It feels too early all the time, but this is particularly too early. All right, we'll move on now. Song number two, I Don't Like To. Oh, I love the lounge piano and the guitar deep in the back. I heard it in like my rear left, and it was very pleasing. Uh if you just listen to the end of the song, you can really hear it. And it's just like super awesome. A lot of my notes for these songs uh, don't seem to be cohesive. So if like one just says quite jazzy, don't know if it means the whole song or if it's a specific part, but it's quite jazzy. I like it. As happens in most of the album anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good, as I said, like there's, good jazz like just motown sections of like r&b there's a bit of funk in there there's a little bit of everything so there's a lot to enjoy in it and yeah the uh this one has like really dreamy sounding instrumentals so it's just it's a very nice song to kind of go forward with like especially the second song already mm -hmm. yeah great work on the keyboards overall uh great layering through the verses too like it's a good gentle mixing of all the different layers and like nothing pops out too hard in one speaker or another so just everything kind of feels playful in the headphones i really i really like that i don't think I noticed that before. Maybe I never, maybe just because I never paid attention, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It was nice to hear, nice to feel, good song going forward. And uh, I do like the refrain of this song when he just keeps saying, I don't really like to, but I don't like to, but, and, and then yeah. he like, he'll kind of incorporate that in, as a transition to or from like verse and chorus. Yeah. So it's, it's like, Clever. It, it kind of makes everything seem 
seamless uh, to be redundant. <laughs> Usually I'm iffy about that, but I mean, like it's actually quite playful here on a really good beat. So I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, this is definitely the kind of hip hop I like and keeping that in mind going forward, I do have more positive things to say about the album. Um, his voice is just very smooth it's it like matches the music very well. It's not uh, it, he does. He's not yelling. It's not like grating. So it's it's just very chill. I could listen to this forever. And I really like I, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's like that hi hat hesitation where it's like you expect it to go quarter notes, but it kind of like hesitates a bit and it kind of feels like a hiccup. I find that that adds a lot of interest and I definitely noticed it in this one. And I really, really enjoyed it. Before we go any further too, I do want to say, uh, I, I haven't done this in a while, but I want to guess what your score of the album is because this one's hip hop too. So it's not like we're going to another rock album or nineties, whatever the hell album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. this one, this one's kind of a different flavor and I tend to have a harder time discerning what you would like out of rock because I've like my mixtape episode clearly didn't get everything right on that one. Yeah. And I'm a picky bitch. So I suppose. So yeah, you can change your mood on a dime. (laughs) Yes. But with, with hip hop, (laughs) you seem to be fairly straightforward in what you like. Like once we did so will, I was starting to get a good idea of what you like out of hip hop. Yeah. And I did mention that like one day if we ever do Public Enemy, like you would probably end up liking that too. And I think you even mentioned that in like the Nine Inch Nails episode. Yeah. And I like that song that they did with Anthrax. I really like that. So I optimism. Oh, Bring the Noise. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah. And then obviously once we did uh, Death Grips and you didn't really like that, that kind of cemented for me. I was like, I think I know what you like. Not that I chose this album because I think you'd like it, but like I was going to choose it anyway. But I think that I'm on the right path with this. But with this said, because it's hip hop. Yes. I guess it was going to be like 74. Okay. And what is the margin of error either way? Just in case it's off. I don't want to go too high and cheat. Like is is saying 2% too much? No, no, that's good. Okay, so margin two uh, percent margin of error either way. Okay, cool, cool. Because I, I I think that you're gonna like this album overall, but I just it, because it's hip hop, it's like not your top tier, but you'll still enjoy yeah. things about it. Like that's I, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think you get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, coming from someone who finds it really hard to explain what my likes are, it's it's definitely understandable that you can describe what my likes might be. I would like to think I'm getting better though. Yes, yes. Just like me bragging about uh, picking what your number one song is, because as soon as I hear it, I go, yeah, Chris will like this. And I've been doing pretty well. This one I wouldn't be able to do it with, though. No, you don't feel confident? Not at all. Rock, I'm getting there. Uh, like hip hop and rap, not not. Well, so much. I, I, I like, like a lot of different styles of hip hop. Yeah. So it's hard to like yeah. kind of intermingle them a little bit. Because something that I wouldn't think that you would like, you may like a lot just because of a minuscule little sound or sample or something. So I'm definitely not going to guess yours, but I'm really anxious to see if, uh, if you get it, like, I know if you did, but uh, I'm anxious to share that. Well, knowing all this information is what we all want. Song number (laughs) three, what we all want. That one worked. Yeah, it did. And it wasn't forced or annoying. Um, Okay. So I'm listening to, I'm listening to this and now, If you haven't heard us before, we don't do lyrical analysis when it comes to hip hop and rap. Sometimes it's hard to get around it only because the 
words and the lyrics are so in the forefront. Um, that isn't a precursor to me doing a lyrical analysis, but after the opening monologue to this song, I really found myself just sort of sitting here thinking, damn, man, me too. And then as the song goes on, I'm still just sitting here going, me too, as if he's sitting next to me and I'm listening to it and I just fist bump him. I'm like, I hear you, man. It's just it 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 touched me in the, in a way that I didn't expect the lyrics to. And I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, he's he's quite the songwriter. And I mean, like, even yeah. if like the hint that I gave last week at the end of the Michael Jackson episode, uh, Dallas Green from Lexus on Fire said, uh, like, in a quote that he believes that Shad can rap the better than most people can speak. Yeah. And I mean, now that you've heard the album, you can understand that he's very fluent and clear with it. He's a great storyteller. I mean, like, but it, it just sounds like he's talking as well. It's like you're just having a conversation with him. And I love that. Yeah, it's very just clean and precise. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a really nice string sample on this one that I, I do enjoy. And it makes the track feel like a far more atmospheric as well, which I always appreciate those kinds of things. So it's really cool, especially mm-hmm. in a hip hop track where like with most hip hop, it's very just beat centric. Yeah. The vocals and lyrics play a huge part in what the song is. So when you can make it feel atmospheric and like really immersive, I think that's really cool. So the song does mm-hmm. a good job of that. Uh, the mix is great, especially since the production isn't entirely full on this one. Like, I know I just said this atmospheric and everything, but like, yeah, not saying it's minimal, but things are just kind of like scattered, but they're done pretty well in the stereo space. So that's all cool. And like, you have like, these like layers occasionally poking their head and everything like that. So it's it's really cool to kind of like experience this in headphones and just kind of listen to it a few times and then just kind of point things out. Like, oh, I didn't hear that part before and like kind of came up my right ear, kind of yeah. came up my left ear. So uh good work i think they do a a good job with that on this one um i am assuming it is an acoustic guitar with nylon strings it kind of reminded me of like those mexican guitars or you know sort of mariachi band sounding guitars i'm down for it i very much enjoyed it um even the guitar having its own sort of melody because you can't miss it it is so in the forefront um, even a simple melody, it makes it memorable. And I really, I really enjoyed that. Again, I latched on to the lyrics. Um, I hated it enough that I want to listen to it again and again. Hated Ugh. it enough. What a, yeah, weird, well, what a weird way to describe it. Well, he's like talking about like not having money for this, which is another, um, Relatable. sort of, yeah, right. And so one of my notes was just, I know we don't analyze lyrics here, but Jesus, can we be less real? And it's like it, it, at, at my age and where I'm at in life, I'm listening to this. Cause he was what, like 24 to 26 when this album came out. Yeah, so it's just like, like 25, 26. Yeah. And you're like, damn like i'm going through that same stuff now and you're just like shit this is this is this is truth <laughs> it wasn't this written right around the time that there was there was a recession in the late 2000s yeah in like 2008 and stuff so yeah, yeah. this was pri- just prior so maybe like the it's kind of like where we are now how the telltale signs are right there that's like, probably and things why. are about to get shitty so that's why it's so relatable yeah. right now oh my god is it ever and it's just it's one of those I wish you weren't speaking right to me, but because you are and I can relate, I want to feel like somebody understands what I'm going through, whether it happened 20 years ago or not. It's a really nice feeling. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, So we're not alone even in different aspects of time. (laughs) Exactly. 
uh, 2007, a year I despise. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> digging into the personal life of Chris now. Um, <laughs> there, there is a feature in this song uh, by another artist. I, I can't remember the artist's name off the top of my head. Uh, but it works well in this track because sometimes with hip-hop, um, a fe- features can be a little strange because one tries to, like, stand out over the other. One will yeah. flow a little differently. So maybe it just doesn't match. But, like, oh, I, I, his name is Relic. Relic something. I can't remember what it was. But regardless, him and Chad, uh, they match their energies and flow so well. So, like, when I first listened, I didn't even know it was the second person. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Like, like vocally. Yeah, like, d- just oh, uh, rapping one of the verses. Yeah. I didn't even notice. I only noticed like, on, my, on my second listen through the album, like just this week alone, uh, like I noticed like, yeah, that's not quite Chad's tone. And then I looked and there was a, there's a feature in there. So I was like, oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. But again, their energy and flow just matches so well. Yeah. So this is a really oh good one. I, a good, good feature. So I like that. I agree because I definitely did not notice. But while you were talking, I did look it up. Relic the Oddity. Is Relic the Oddity, yes. So yeah, I was right about the name Relic at the very least. Yeah, if he's good enough, I think he uh, deserves an entire name shout out. Absolutely. Maybe go check out his album then. I don't know. I've, I've never even heard of him until yeah, I was like, no listening idea. to this. So who knows? Uh, so I guess we'll move on over then to song number four, Brother Parentheses Watching. Um, so far, like I'm really vibing to this album. Um, I like the sample at the beginning and through the chorus. Uh, I think you said it was the Isley brothers, which I assume yes. is from like the what fifties or sixties or something. Something along the lines of that. Probably I, like around the sixties, I would guess. I, I really like these old vintage sort of sounds. Um, super down for it because it's stuff that for some reason I find nostalgic, even though I am much, much younger than to have grown up with stuff like that. It just kind of gives you this nostalgic sound and listening to something that came out in 2007, have that nostalgic sound is like a winner to me already. And I really like the inclusion of unconventional influences. I find that it really makes it interesting sort of going back with the, uh, the sample song. I like it so far. Not one miss up until right now. Not that this one is, but we're still going on a, a high note. I'm very pleased with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do like the old school style of like sampling from like in the world of hip hop, how they would literally just put a record on a turntable. They'd buy random like old jazz and Motown records and all that kind of stuff. Classical records sometimes. Find just one little part that you like and then just throw it in and make that your sample. Like, I, I, I'm i wondering if that's how they did it on this one. Like, I don't know how prevalent digital would have been. I mean, I guess it was kind of prevalent in 2007, but still, yeah. I can imagine, like, even producers started, like, like uh, a guy named LP, for example, like, he would still get a physical record and, like, go old school with it, so... Like, I, I think that's pretty cool. So, yeah, oh, the, yeah. the Isley Brothers sample on this fantastic. Uh, just an excellent choice to put in. Uh, the piano work is the life of this track, too. I think it's fantastic. I know that comes as part of the sample, I would imagine. Yeah. But still, it works. It all sounds really good. Just those piano chords are just absolutely fantastic. Butter, oh, yeah. I love it. I I like the, I really like the strings at the end to sort of slow down the song. Um, I did make note of uh, Chef's Kiss. Um, and like the last song, I'm definitely not the target audience for this. Um, just talking about, you know, like his like black men, black, uh, community. Uh, I am a white woman. 
Uh, I am not the target audience, but he comes across relatable enough that it literally feels like he's talking to me. And I really like that. He could talk about his family of turtles that he comes from. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I definitely have a turtle family as well. I feel you. I feel like I'm in a shell, too. Right. right. And it's just I, I don't know if it is the passion that he comes across with or if it's just the words he says but either way he got me and i was thoroughly entrenched in the song so yeah like um again no lyrical breakdown at like too much but like it is yeah. interesting here this lyrical content and the context of where he grew up like just london ontario especially when he was growing up like i'm not certain about how it is now but it was a super heavy-handed white ratio essentially yeah. Oh, yeah so like i was reading that there could have been a possibility he was like one of the very few black kids in his school in his neighborhood type thing so yeah. you could definitely yeah you can definitely hear that in the lyrics comes out very like very personal another uh, of his other tracks aren't like lyrically like relevant or i mean uh, irrelevant to this particular song or anything because obviously they're all very personal songs yeah. but this one feels like very personal and on the point so yeah yes. like, it, it gives you something a little more to appreciate uh and the, yeah the uh kind of emotional samples that go with it just like the chord progressions all work and then yeah that string section just adds a, like a lot of life to the song as well even going to the ending it's all really good it gives it that like it makes the flow feel like really airy essentially yeah really pretty I like, I like it yeah yeah i don't i don't have much for that one other than um it uh it it took my heart and sang sang to it for three and a half minutes trying to help you understand the struggle i i yeah i like this album spoiler alert i like it i I would listen to a struggle all the time. And to be quite honest with you, um, I'm not even going to try and hide it. I want to listen to his other records. Do it. Like, like I totally want to, I like it. Uh, the, yeah. The, the one he released after this one's also pretty good too, but I won't go too in depth in that, but yeah, yeah. About that right now, but yeah, he's, he's got good music. Cause I remember hearing this one and then uh, I ended up seeing him live at like V-Fest 2008. So like that was really cool too. So I can yeah. at least say I've seen him live and it was just after this record came out. Yeah, yeah. So then he's got a, just like what, two albums and materials. You probably heard a lot from this album. Yeah, and I, I think there was like, he was also performed a couple of early demos that would go on to be on the next album type things. So oh, okay. I, I, cool. I, can't, I can't remember. This was like 15 years ago. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Been a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can almost say that the, it was uh, it's nowadays because it was so far back. There you go. You know, that last one was OK. And this one was terrible. Um, <laughs> this song specifically, uh, I like this one, but it just doesn't hit as hard with me as the previous tracks. Yeah. Um, but on a real high positive note, I really enjoy the regional terms in this because it feels much more personal because when he talks about things like, um, like, OCAD and stuff, I'm like, I know what that is. This is cool. And it's like, it, it, it feels like a, not an inside joke, but like, like I'm, I'm in on some sort of, you know, I, I just feel like I'm in on it. And I really like that a lot. Yeah, that's the best part about like, I've heard this in like a lot of Canadian rappers, how they'll kind of like reference these things that we're aware of in this area. Because like a lot of Canadian rappers tend to come from somewhere near southern <laughs> yeah. Ontario. Yes. 
So yes. like there's there's a lot to understand. And if you talk about like the transit system, chances are I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And all I have to do is use like acronyms and you're like, I'm on it. I know exactly what that is. I know what we're saying. And it's like, I, I know whether you're talking about it in a positive or negative light only because I'm already aware of it. So I, I found that sort of like inside joke feeling uh, really warm and inviting we to need, a very slim amount of Canadians. <laughs> we need more rappers to write more songs about stinky, smelly Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, exactly. About like steel and mills and mining and, and such. grime and the gross downtown <laughs> core. Exactly, exactly. We can say that we live here. Don't As worry about it. <laughs> I was going to say, it, but neither of us live downtown. So screw I you did. Guys. I lived downtown for three years, yeah. like just a decade ago. So I, I yeah. very much know I was living in an apartment with a friend and there were some characters. There was quite yep. the cast of characters. Uh, if you go back to season, the very first couple episodes of season one, I was also living downtown, saw those shady characters and I moved away. <laughs> Hell Yeah. And that was the only reason why you moved away. It couldn't possibly be anything else. Exactly. Nothing else at all. Uh, so, yeah, this song nowadays, uh, one of the things that stands out to me almost immediately was the, the vocal background of, like, the ooze. Mm -hmm. Like, that happens, and I think they sound really pretty. But it honestly reminds me of the song uh, Window Licker by FX Twin, which I also really like that song. And that music video is even better. <laughs> I've heard of the heard of the band. I've never heard anything of theirs, but I, I think they're pretty industrial. If I didn't know you, it's like electronic. I, yeah, yeah. I, I always thought they were sort of like a skinny puppy type thing, but it, they might be different. Oh, they're very different. Yeah, very different. Like okay. it's like it's like a like a darker electronic style music, very okay. experimental. Like yeah, it's not quite skinny puppy. Interesting. <laughs> um. Yeah, but regardless, I like that. Maybe go treat yourself with that music video too. On top of watching the old prince still lives at home, go watch Window Liquor by FX Twin. You'll you'll thank <laughs> me later. Um, yeah, I'm noticing the baseline more in this one uh, than on the other tracks. Not that they weren't noticeable, but there's something about that just uh, a little more playful in this one. It was like really smooth and like low key, while again also being fairly playful. So just more to enjoy in the background as things are kind of happening. Um, the only other thing I have to say is like, yeah, I'm a little iffy about the, uh, the abrupt ending as I am with most tracks, but this one I actually wrote a note for, so it must've been a little more impactful because yeah. I mean, on one hand, like I, I appreciate just executing an idea and being done with it. As I've said in multiple reviews in the past too, yeah. you, you don't want this track to be stale. So just kind of get your idea out and just get out the door. But on the other hand, like it feels strange to have such an abrupt halt to the momentum and the pace of the track. Like it feels like it could have started to fade out, maybe broke down a little bit, but it was just done. So I don't know. I'm a little back and forth on it again. Didn't bother the score, but it's just worth noting, I suppose. So my last two notes, um, one piggybacks, the base, the other piggybacks, the ending. Excellent. So although there isn't any obvious piano or guitar, there is a pretty nice bass line pushing the song along. Definitely noticed it. Definitely loved it. And it didn't feel as short as it is until it ended. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Two minutes and 20 seconds. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it felt a lot longer than that. But then when it ended, I was like, where to go? The hell? So this was the first one so far that I noticed that it, it really cut off and it, it left me wanting a little more, even though it, uh, it didn't sort of grab me as much as the previous tracks, like almost all of the previous tracks. Um, 
when it ended, I was like, girl, come on, feed me more. I'm, I'm still hungry. I'm ready, you know, but either way, yeah, still pretty danceable, which is good. And at the very least, we're only like just barely halfway through the album. So you still got plenty of tracks to go. Oh, my God. Do I ever. I love it. And I guess on that note, we can actually move on to what I believe is the most fun song on the entire album. Song number six, practically the title track, The Old Prince Still Lives at Home. Okay, so I'm going to read my first note verbatim. I might literally have have a slip disc in my neck from moving my head to hit to that hi hat and bass combo. Oh my god, it is so right from the get go. It's just like just sitting there and just moving around. Oh my god. I could not sit still listening to this album, not even once. Even the slower songs, not even once. But this song in particular, oh my god, there's oh just my like, god. there's something about this particular beat that just does it for me. Like it's just it's it's so yeah. fun. And like I'll also read my first note verbatim because it's kind of lengthy, and I think I was just kind of writing it as I was listening. And I'm mm-hmm. already so familiar with this track, so I don't have to like listen too deep. But I said, what an insanely fun track. The lyrics are hilarious. The instrumentals are excellent. Very old school feeling altogether. Great synth chord stabs throughout the whole thing that are fantastic. The bass line has some super fun moments, and the flute adds a little bit of extra playfulness to the track. So there's there's so much to appreciate. Appreciate and it just kind of comes and goes all in a short amount of time. Okay, so I I made note of a flute in another song. Yeah, um, didn't hear it in this one. Unfortunately, I would like to hear it again because flutes and hip hop. It's just there's. Okay, I'm gonna say that again because that just sounded stupid. Hip hop. Um, it just sound like a, a hip- Rob, whatever the hell his name is, from that Adam Sandler movie. Hip-hop, I got, I got nothing. Hip-hop, but no, he's trying to say hippopotamus, but then he said like, oh. hip-hop anonymous or something. Uh, Rob. Is it Rob Schneider? Rob Schneider. That's uh, it. Yeah. I resent that. Um, <laughs> but uh, no flutes in hip hop songs. Just uh, there, there is just something with how weird and unexpected that is that I, it is so welcomed. Like I'm down for it. I don't know uh, how you my- missed it then in this one. It's, it, it's not exactly hidden. Because of my second note, saxophone. <laughs> that too, I suppose. Oh my yeah. god, I I really enjoyed that. And every time I I thought, or I, every time I started to think that I wanted the music to change up a little bit, the saxophone or bass would change it up, and it it kept me going. I was like, oh, it's it's like a little bit too, and then the bass would come in with a little doo-doo, or the saxophone would come in with a little riff, and I'm like, yeah, okay, like little fills that you just yeah. Put in. I'm like, this is a little like a little more different than I thought it was going. I'm I'm getting this. Okay, I'm starting to understand. So, I've always appreciated the lyrics of the song, though. We don't do lyrical breakdowns, but. How could he not like the, it, it's everything is so obvious and there and just a song about being an absolute like cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that what keeps so this whole album relatable, you know, being a cheapskate. Yeah. Savannah does oh, that. my God. Like a hundred percent like Chris Bay pays for everything that we've ever done. All these album gives away <laughs> giveaways. I pay for none of this. My bank account's all sad. Right. Exactly. To and I fair, love the uh, end of this song. I was going to say, to be fair, uh, I do leave a tab for you, but it's just it's one of those IOUs that will probably no, never get around to. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I eventually get my OnlyFans off the ground, we'll we'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. You hear that, everyone? Go subscribe. <laughs> uh, yeah. You mentioned the ending, though. Uh, yes, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Genius. Like genius in relation to the lyrics, because, again, it's like I couldn't afford the whole beat. He's just charging <laughs> so much. And so then he goes just all acapella with like hand claps and still mm-hmm. kills it. Like 
there is just far yeah. too much to appreciate about this song. I oh, like yeah. I've probably already spoiled my placement for you, but I mean like how can you not? <laughs> yeah, it is so clever. I love it so much. It is probably one of the more clever hip hop things I think I've heard in a very long time. Like, because I remember, like, even in the video, like, it, it they kind of take this part too. Like, the video's happening, but then just like it kind of cuts off and the footage dies. And so he's he walks in front of this like projector light. He's like, I couldn't afford the whole beat, and it's like just. <laughs> and so then he's just rapping in front of like a, a wall with a just a single light on him, and he's just kind of going back and forth, and the camera's getting kind of blurry at times, just because it's like cheap production. Yeah. Really, really clever that. shit all around. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. You, you would love the video. I swear to God, yeah. you will. It's so fun. I love as, it. As I said, it, it's literally just like a, a parody of the the opening to French Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like the entire video. <laughs> oh God, I love this. This is fantastic. Thank you for choosing this. And normally, I just shit on you for all of your choices, but this one's pretty solid. Are you so far. sure about that? Are you sure about that? This one we is pretty a, good. Yes, I'm pretty we have sure a whole that this tier one's list good. That says definitely. Nope, this one, this one's good. I'm sure. Yep. Oh, at least that one's up there, I guess. All right, moving on to Lucky Number Seven, Out of Love Part Two, and I will say right away, yes, there is a part one on his very first album. So there's actually a song we see a part two for that yeah. actually has a prequel. I was going to ask. I was going to ask if this was going to be like a uh, why part two from Collective Soul, where you listen to every album leading up to it, going why why get it because the song's called why yeah but you asking why that point should be why part three because that's the third why that happens or supposed to happen uh but yes there is a part one so you can listen to his first album see it i'm i I can't remember the song too well it's been a while since i've listened to that album but yes it's part two it seems to float around very dreamlike i know you had mentioned that uh, about a track earlier on uh this one definitely grabbed me as sort of like very light and floaty and dreamy. And then the backing vocals that come in definitely add to that feeling. And I feel like it's the, the, the point in the album where we, we really, I, I don't want to say that the songs before it were, you know, sort of, they're, they're not aggressive, but they just have a little bit more energy than this one does. So it kind of feels like this is the first real come down from it. And I think it is appropriately placed and sounds it's sort of lesser energy than the others, but it still upholds enough energy to push it forwards. You know what I mean? I like that. No, I got you. It's a a good middle portion of the album here. So it's like taking what the first half gave you, pushing you into the second half, because there are some exciting songs in the second half as well. Yes. Um, I'm not huge on the instrumentals on this one. Not that they're terrible, but just mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really big on that wavering synth that keeps like sliding upwards over and over again. Just I don't know. That always kind of bothered me a little bit, but the yeah. song's still fine and everything like that. Uh, Shad does a lot with his vocals in this one, like kind of slowly ascending in tone throughout the entire track. So it starts a little lower in the, the first verse. And by the time like the end of the second verse hits, like, He's he's like higher in tone, so it's been building that entire time. A little thing I noticed, and I really kind of like that because it's one of those things you might not catch on to right away. Yeah, it gives you a good sense of like the song changing throughout the entire duration. It's three minutes and twenty four seconds, so it's not super long, but like it gives you a good idea of where you are just by hearing his vocal tone. So I think that's kind of clever. Yeah, I uh, I also use the word clever in this in this uh, song review. I but not too bad. The lyrics are clever and relatable, like a couple 
pretty much like the whole album thus far. Um, I found that the song went by so, so much faster than it should have. I don't know why three minutes and almost three minutes and 30 seconds. Your typical radio why, single. <laughs> yeah, why that wasn't enough for me. But I guess by the time it ended, I still wanted to hear more. Although I did find it a little harder to groove to the first groove to this, the first few listens. Um, after a while, I started to get it. But this is the first one thus far that it took me a little bit more effort to sort of get into. Whereas the other ones, I pretty much grabbed onto the f- first listen, if not the first half listen. So this one took a little bit of effort, but it was still pretty good. I liked it. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really have anything else for that one either. So I guess we'll just move on yeah. uh, to what you would swear would be at least the second half, uh, beginning of the second half of the album, I guess. I don't know. But mm-hmm. song number eight, the last three years, parentheses, interlude. And that's exactly okay. what it is. It's an interlude. <laughs> so I do have a question for you. And then my review for this one's pretty short. Um, now that we've gotten a little farther into the album, do you still stand by your... Uh, projected album rating for me your what you think i will rate it no but i'm not allowed to change it dang okay you, you don't you don't get a second chance you just, guess first and it's stapled in until the very end oh it's killing you isn't it um not, not as much as you think but i know i'm wrong <laughs> um and that's okay so my first note is that like a flute or something? Because I, I'm unsure whether it's an actual woodwind or string or if it's just sort of a programmed keyboard. Uh, assuming it's an actual flute because it sounds really nice. Um, if it's not, doesn't matter. Sounds nice anyways. And it is very 70s. Savannah likes this. It's <laughs> Oh, yes, that genre of music. <laughs> oh, my God. It is like very like reminiscent of like Michael McDonald or air supply or any of those sort of like seventies soft rock only women like this. And like, I don't women in their forties having like cocktail parties. And exactly cocktail parties down for it. I am so down for it. Uh, That would be, you wouldn't it? (laughs) Oh yes, it would. And you're not even 40 yet, but you'd be like, I'll be right there in five minutes. Well, okay. So when I was younger, I think I was in my early twenties. I used to be a banquet server for, uh, for buffets. It was like a Sunday morning buffet. And we used to have like an entire grand piano in the middle. And there'd be this guy that would come in for a couple hours and just play, you know, soft tunes on the piano. And that's, it just flashed me right back to that. It was very pleasing and I really liked it. Um, I think it is a real flute in this song. I'll say that much because yeah. I noticed the dynamics of the instrument, like kind of like coming in softly, going out softly, but oh, like still okay. kind of like showing the volume. So it yeah. felt real. And if it, that's a keyboard, someone's doing a goddamn good job on the volume. Now. Oh, <laughs> I swear yeah. to God, it just feels better. But yeah, beautiful piano and flute work all throughout. It's nice to have a moment like this, um, especially on the second half of the album too. Just kind of not that you necessarily need a breathing point on this album because nothing's like super crazy or anything like yeah. that. But it's just nice to always have like a settling down moment everything like that so it's always good uh there's also like a nice little jazzy pickup towards the end too that's also a really nice touch that's when the drums kind of kick in for like about a 30 seconds to a minute or so yeah but yeah like overall overall just like a very warm embracing type of song very very nice hell yes very beautiful i am down for it 
which is funny because a lot a lot of the interlude songs we've done in the past i haven't been like huge on like in this no matter what the score of this song ends up being i'm just gonna look look at my list here no matter what it ends up being the idea is like this is still a fantastic track i love it uh yeah like i I didn't read this badly at all i'll say that much but just like other interludes i know i have because i'm just like "Eh, it's just kind of a passing moment on the album whatever this this felt like its own kind of like standalone pretty track so i can take it as that just a really nice instrumental i i can agree with all of that yes oh yeah worth noting too it's an instrumental no rapping no nothing just yep pure beautiful instrumentals just the music i love it All right, so now we'll move on. Song number nine, the longest song in the album, too. Number nine, I heard you had a voice like an angel slash Psalm 137. Oh, thank you. It's not what everyone else says. He never um, even met you. Anyway. I <laughs> I love, and I will say this forever, I love hip-hop beats with actual live instruments. And now I know I may not have ranked the Beastie Boys that well when we did them. And I know that they play their own instruments. I feel um, like their later albums would probably get better scores. Just yeah. Saying. Ill Communication was eh. Yeah. But then, like everything else sounds better after that, like Paul's Boutique or whatever. But like this, I, as soon as it started, I was like, this, this is fantastic. Uh, it's swoon, swoon. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's all it was, was swooning. And it's not that it starts off with just like this mechanical beat that plays over. It's just it it has this like it has soul because someone's playing it and you can tell someone's playing it. And it matches up with the sort of soulful lyrics. And it's just it it touched my soul and it's quite intimate and it feels like the recipient of the song, like whoever he's like singing about is sitting alone in the audience of an auditorium and he's performing to just them. And that's how it feels. And I like that. The, the interesting part about saying that is the song is a commentary on the music industry and how it just robs people of their creativity. <laughs> really? So he, he's, he's singing to a music executive in the auditorium. It's yeah. essentially saying, fuck you in his soft voice. <laughs> that's- that's what I yeah that's what I see it it sounds a little melancholy so maybe that's why it sort of meshes with the uh the message but uh, I think with this one I didn't focus too much on the lyrics but I'm glad that the feel um brings that out yeah the lyrics I think I believe have a lot to do with um how really creative rappers like who are actually really good at what they do are kind of brought into the industry and then just stripped bare of like their creativity just like oh just sing about the monies the cars the bitches everything yeah uh, and just like sell yourself out do all that fuck your creativity fuck your writing we're just going to give you this generic shit beat and you're going to make a million bucks yeah. and so this is Chad's <laughs> way of saying oh yeah look at that name <laughs> or what, what, Catherine whatever the hell her first name was Catherine Hudson there you it's go Christian Rock or Catherine Hudson. We'll have to cover that album one day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like that—that's essentially what the song comes down to. And he's just more or less saying, "Like this is very unfortunate. How this is this is how it is." Yeah. Well, I guess if this this album came out in two thousand seven, that was kind of like when a lot of those artists started emerging. Like Lady Gaga came out around that time. Katy Perry came out around that time. So. That's a pretty good uh, social commentary on on all that stuff. And it's perfect time for it, too. 
I suppose okay. so, but at the, uh, at the very least, I'll say, like, uh, I still like Gaga's earlier stuff. Like, she had a lot of creative control over, like, what she was writing. So, I mean, like, and you can definitely hear it, like, as compared to, like, her jazzy days. Like, yeah. prior to being Lady Gaga, back when she was Stephanie, whoever the hell. I do have to say that my favorite Lady Gaga song, sorry to go off on a little tangent, I think came off her first album. It's like that, uh, I don't know, she says cherry, cherry, boom, boom in it. I fucking love that song so much. It is it, so good. And I always have paparazzi in my head. It's so good. Like superstar single <laughs> right like there. As soon as it. you say it, it's going to be stuck in my head. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's still stuck in my head to this day. It's on, it's on a playlist I have on Spotify called My Big Dark Closet of Guilty Pleasures. <laughs> just own it. It's fine. It's no, fine. I, I do. I'm not ashamed of it, but I just like the name. I wanted to, I to write that name. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, with this song though, um, no pun intended, but I do like the angelic opening of it. Uh, very yeah. pretty, of course. Uh, great clean guitar tone too. Just absolutely beautiful. Just like super smooth. Very nice. Uh, the fretless bass is super nice too. Again, it might be a double bass. Might be just be a fretless. I'm not too certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just keeps that soft, emotional feeling very strong throughout the entire track. So yeah, just uh, there's quite a bit to enjoy about it. I really like the vo- vocal harmonizing. Now, I don't know if it's just his voice layered or if it's someone else. I can imagine it's probably someone else. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. It sounded fantastic. Um, now, I see why this is a, quote, slash song, you know, where you have a part at the beginning, part at the end, and they don't really run into each other uh, as seamless as they could. Um, it does feel like the end should be a new song. It's not very long at all. So I'm kind of there's kind of a toss up with me whether it should be its own song because it'll end up only being like 20, 30 seconds and it doesn't really add much if it's on its own. Um, but it does feel like it has a different message and sort of deserves to kind of be recognized on its own. Um, but either way, both parts um, I liked. It was I, I think lyrically, the message still carries over the same. Just yeah. smile for the camera while we take your children. Smile for the camera while we... I don't know if YouTube's going to like that word, but we are your women. Yeah. Like, okay. it, it, it's just a commentary just saying, like, just look at the glowing, flashy, yeah. sparkly thing while we do this and take all this from you over here. Maybe so I didn't still catch the, the beginning thing. part because I definitely understood the last bit, uh, but maybe just the, the bulk of it. I didn't obviously, you know, lyrics, I sort of try and not analyze too much or else I will fixate on them. And uh, and yeah, so maybe maybe after all this, I'll go listen to the album again, kind of keep all this stuff. Have in the mind. lyric sheet in front of you and stuff. And yeah. Just kind of like go through it a little bit. And then we're gonna come come back, and it'll be Redux. like a yeah, it'll be a R R T R after dark, and I'll be like, that was awesome. Okay, was we're so bumping bad. the album up by another five points. <laughs> exactly. And here's why. <laughs> All right, we'll move on now. Song number ten, compromise. Okay, so. I know that I keep starting uh, all of these uh, these songs, but I'm not going to give up the position for this one because my first two notes, capital letters, this is fucking sick, and <laughs> bass and saxophone, my brain is being scratched in the best way. Oh my God, the shiny, sparkly piano. Thus far, this album has been one of the easiest ones for me to review. That's fascinating. Oh yeah. Well, I, I didn't expect to this it to be this, this one. Sick. Oh, I like this a lot. Um, yeah, this I so far I haven't want to flip past any of these songs. 
Like I'll start listening to it and not once am, have I been like, yeah, I, I'm not really into this. Even the couple that I couldn't really grasp onto, they had redeeming qualities that kept me there, which hmm. is sweet. You'll so. find something you like in almost every track. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but yeah, uh, this one is like a super funky start right from, right from the word go. It's a good pickup from the previous track too, considering it was like a, a much quieter track in the last one. Yeah. Uh, another another song that has those uh, background female singers doing the ooh section that I also really like again. Didn't remind me of FX Twin this time, but I thought it was a great texture to the song. Mm-hmm. Just uh, really smooth and it's like a great additional layer that adds like a lot of flavor to the sound. There you go. Another uh, food adage here that we always <laughs> tend to do at some point or another. Ooh, delicious. The song is sent to Flavortown. Bam. There's there's two chefs and one right there. <laughs> I was as soon as you said bam, I was like, oh, I'll get them. And then then you already knew. So god damn it. Oh yeah, I I kind of know where that comes from. Yes. Yeah. I, I used to watch his cooking show. Oh my god, all the time. Early 2000s Food Network was I'm just, just I'm looking at the clock on my phone, and if uh it wasn't as late as it is, I would have shouted bam, but there's people sleeping right now, so I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. People have to be up at work at like four in the morning, so oh, I don't want to shout too loud. Gross. Um But yeah, uh there's also horns playing in the background. Super great touch. Just another fun little bit to kind of give more life to the track. So yeah, here we are, 10 songs in, and things are still just bopping and fun. Yes. Um I I even if there wasn't any vocals, I would completely put the backing track on and just listen to that. I I find that when there is a sort of beat or sort of just a musical melody that is good enough without lyrics that you could just play for like 10 minutes, sort of like being in like, again, a hotel lobby or something. You're listening to it and you're like, this makes me feel good. It doesn't sound like it was released in 2007. I don't know when I thought this belonged in, but it just, it doesn't feel modern enough. And then I realized that shit's 16 years old. Yeah, so what's modern anymore? Yeah, exactly. I feel like, oh my God, it's so weird. It's like- This was like pre-trap. Oh my God. Pre-mumble, pre-soundcloud. Right. And like Skrillex came after this. Yeah, At like this time, he was still in an emo band. Oh, yeah, yeah, no one gave a shit about them. I don't remember their names anyway. Uh, from first to last. That's it. Um, But yeah, I I don't have much else to say about this one other than the beat choices here are just top notch. And well, he, he worked with a lot it. of good producers on this album then. Yeah, it you can tell. You can definitely tell. Awesome. All right, with that, we'll move on now. We're getting close to the end. Yeah. Uh, so song number 11, Exile. Um, uh, another one of those ones I just really like on this album. Uh, great rhythm with the strength, uh, synth strings and the guitar in this one. Had a lot of playful like portions of the actual composition itself I really like. Uh, the bass is excellent in this song. Uh, it just, I mean, it's been good all over the album, but there's certain songs which stands out more, and this is one of them for me. That's a very emotional layer in the background, uh, more so than it has so far, just for the bass itself. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, you still got me, and we're 11 songs in. Yes. Um, it. So just jumping off your, your bass comment, I wrote, I still enjoy how the bass sounds real, rich, and deep. Oh, I liked it. I could not take my attention off of it. Um, this song does feel like end of album, but not in a bad way. It just sort of feels like a, okay, you know what? Like how, how 
at like a, I don't really know, maybe like a school dance or something. They'll kind of put something on it near the end, kind of like playing Semisonic's closing time. It doesn't scream like, hey, we're winding down. It just screams, we're done now. And that's sort of how I feel with this one. Um, I For this one, unfortunately, I don't like the beat as much as other songs. Um, I feel like it kind of lost a bit of the energy that really barreled me into this track because the last song, uh, in comparison to this one, they do have two completely different energies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like the strings in this and it, I think it would grow on me the more that I listened to it. And the fact that it got what we have 11 track 11 for me to say that it definitely, definitely awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite spectrum because we need at least one of those. I think the beat <laughs> in the course. song is awesome. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I, I do love it. It has energy in life without being like overbearing or like too loud in the mix or anything like that. Yeah. And it's the it's, it's very appropriate. Like it's not trying to be more than it actually is and just it matches the instrumentals that are going on. So I really like it. And that ending gets me every single time. I fucking love it. It's super gorgeous and emotional ending on that guitar. Just like these nice little chords and like melody mm-hmm. being played out. Uh, it's it's perfect to fade out on that, and I just wish there was more of a build up to it though, because it kind of appeared very suddenly in the mix and just finished from there. So I wish there was like more of a, a build up. I would have liked the song to go on like another thirty seconds if it meant building more into that outro. I think I would have really liked that. Yeah. And yeah, I also feel like this is end of album vibes. Um, it comes up in, the, in a note as in my next two tracks, but how Exile would have been the perfect album ender. Yeah. Uh, especially if you did well, took my note there and like added that extra 30 seconds to just introduce that in, uh, the ending a little bit would have been absolutely perfect, but I still <laughs> love the song. I think it's fantastic. I agree. It's one of those ones that I, I uh, out of a handful of songs on this album throughout the years, I've definitely listened to on repeat. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have to give it uh, a little bit more time than I have to give some of the other ones, but I mean, it's time that I'm willing to give. Well, there you go. That's that's all. That's a positive note right there. Don't take it. I don't think I've said anything ultimately negative this entire time. You are welcome. Well, there's still two tracks left, and I have no idea what you have in store. Okay, let's see. Song number twelve, "Get Up." I just love the vintage sound presented in like a modern way. I adore how this doesn't sound digitally created. It just it feels. Like they went into a room, they played instruments, whoever contributed to this track. It doesn't sound like they sat behind the control board on Pro Tools and moved this, manipulated that. They actually had instruments, tangible things to play. It is so pleasing. Okay, so you don't have anything negative to say about that, so that's fine. Yeah, no, not particularly at all. Uh, But yeah, the bass line on the background string sample is really good. I do like that. It's a very, it's a great groove and a really rich low tone as well. Mm -hmm. So that's, there's a lot to be appreciated there. Um, And yeah, the synth in the chorus feels like such a throwback sound to like older rap and hip hop as I've kind of like alluded to before. So I really like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, If that was the intended purpose, then good call and that callback and uh, homage essentially yeah. i mean most of the album has done this already but there was something about this song in particular that i wanted to note it so it must mm-hmm. have like stood out a little more to me i guess and like 
the, here's the note I have about it being like, this is technically the last song on the album because I don't think outro technically yeah, counts really. as a song, but it's just enough. There's music going on and there's poetry, so I count it as a song anyway. But having this technically be the last song on the album, I am a little mixed on this being the ender. Yeah. And I'd just take my note about what I said earlier about Exile being the ender and how you could do that. I think that would have been perfect. This yeah. th- like Literally that and this should just swap places, and I think it'd be fine. That happens quite frequently with albums that we listen to. It's just like this one minor tweak at the end would just you know make it so much better but uh you kind of wonder what the decision making process was to lead to it being the way that it is i guess i just wanted to go with a little more energy and then like the next track is kind of like the storybook ending yeah interesting i mean i guess on that we'll just move right on to it then the final song on the album 13 oh i have a couple more for this one what oh is well, this? I, I i left a moment of silence yeah. and everything oh hell yeah i thought that you were just going to keep going no i have a couple more um i am sure that there's it's just literally only a couple more i'm sure there's so many layers to create these songs but they sound like simple and nice and just like they don't sound obnoxious And the lyrics I've been hearing this whole album are very socially aware and about real things. And the fact that it's not about an inflated feeling of grandeur makes it so much easier to listen to and understand. And I really had to get that out before we got to the last song because the last song doesn't have any of that. (laughs) So it's not relevant. It still has words you can go by, though. Yeah, but it's more like poetry, and I can't be like, yeah, good job. What do you think rap lyrics are? What do you think any lyrics are? Well, like, I can't can't be like, yeah, good job not talking about, you know, bitches, hoes, gems, and jewels, when really it's just 50 seconds of nice, what, just nice spoken word. Actually, and then on that, I'll just jump right into it. Song number 13, outro, uh, quote-unquote song. I have one note, and I'll just read it verbatim, because it's it's slightly lengthy. Uh, Just a little bit of poetry accompanied by a beautiful string section. Very pretty sounding with a very nice message behind it. Instrumentally, I'd hope for a better ender, but the simplicity of this track, along with its message, are a very nice way to close it all out. But then they're talking about like the feelings that we we get from these like anxious things and everything like that. It should feel more like love or something like along yeah. the lines. Of, I can't remember what exactly what it was, but it was just a nice way to end. I I like that it acts like a bookend to the album because the album started with spoken word. It ends with spoken word. I like that a lot. Uh, the strings make me feel like it's sort of the end of a black and white film, and I that. I guess I had a note twice. So that was really all that I got. Well, and even to the album artwork, it looks like the cover of a storybook too. Yeah. Like so that. there you go. The entire thing was indeed a book that you just went through. Mm-hmm. The oh old my God. prince himself. Oh my God. And I hate reading. Ugh. Well, you didn't have, this was the audiobook. You got the entire thing on audiobook and you didn't even oh. have to get Kindle. And I hate listening to. <laughs> oh, imagine that. You did that. You did that for a whole 40 minutes on this album. Oh, it was terrible. It was a There you chore. go. You, you managed to complain about it just before we even closed out the episode. It finally happened. We got it all on recording. <laughs> and with that said, without taking it back, we have reached the end of yes. the episode. Now, this was Shad's The Old Prince. So thank you very much for hanging out with us and listening to what we had to say about this album. We want to hear what you have to say about the album. So again, down in the comments below of wherever you're listening, go ahead and let us know what you think. But of course, as always, there's more you can tell us about what you like about the album, like the song rankings and the album ratings. So we will do that right now so you can do it as well. So above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers, and there's about to be more names and numbers. Oh, not really numbers, but just names. 
because we got to rank the songs from not worst to yes best yes i was thinking that i'm like i anything that i put at number 13 i can't even say yeah that was the worst of all of them it was just i liked 12 of them more than that and it was really hard to see something at number 13 it really hurt my feelings <laughs> i i have a number of songs that are the same score so yeah trying to like rank yeah. one over the other was yeah. difficult but like i'll say this the lowest song rank i have is uh a seven out of ten which isn't bad seven's still me good too. yeah me too 100 percent. that's the lowest that i went with seven well, let's see what's that 13. Let's see what's that number one and everything in between. So let's get this started. Song number 13, Out of Love, Part 2. Uh, outro. Yeah, that would be the, like the obvious bit, but here's the funny part. Yeah. My number 12, Outro. Oh. I liked Outro just a little more. There's something just like so like finalizing and pretty about it. I liked it, and I, like, I really like the message as well. My number 12 was Exile. Ooh, that one hurts. I like that one. All right, uh, let's see here. Number 11, what we all want. Uh, get up. Get up. Unfortunately, they were all kind of end of that was that was what kept going through my head. And I don't know where that's from. That's Bob Marley, isn't it? Oh, is it? Don't oh, give I, up I, the fight. I, I hate reggae. That's annoying. Um, yeah, no, that was in my head every time I read the song title. So that's really I funny. I think that's Bob Marley. I, can't yeah, I, I know what the song is. I just don't know who the artist is. More than likely. Probably terrible. Because apparently he's the only reggae artist to ever exist. Oh my god, right? <laughs> Song number 10, Nowadays. The last three years, interlude. Last three years. Number nine, intro, Quest for Glory. Out of Love, part two. I wonder where part one would land. <gasps> Song number eight, I heard you had a voice like an angel slash Psalm 137. Nowadays. I think we're going to hit a zero on this one. <laughs> More than likely. Yeah, because our number one's definitely won't match. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, just looking at it. Probably. We have a chance for like one for sure, but. I don't. Uh, no, literally one left. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Number seven, I don't like to. Uh, intro, quest for glory. I'm on a quest for glory. I'm on a quest for glory. Number six, get up. Number six, I don't like to. We got a lot of one-offs on this one. Yeah. Two, number five, the last three years interlude. Uh, number five, what we all want. What do we all want? I don't know, man. Money. Bitches. Nowadays, yes. Money and bitches, I can... I'll, I'll, I'll take a little bit of both. Why not? Can I like switch them? Can I interchange them? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's called prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Song number four, Compromise. Uh, number four, I heard you had a voice like an angel slash Psalm 137. I refuse to uh, short form any of these songs. Well, the interesting thing is there's two left to match, but they're not going to happen. They're not going to yeah. happen. I promise yeah. you. Probably not. Especially because of the way you were talking certainly about certain songs. Number yep. three, uh, my number three is Brother Watching. Yeah. Uh, the old prince still lives at home. The, those are the swappers. Number two, Exile. Number two, Brother, Watching. Uh, Brother, yeah, okay. Number one, The Old Prince Still Lives at Home. I figured as much the way you were talking about it, but my number uh, one I is... I spoiled it, too. You Definitely, you did not care. My number one, Compromise. It was so good. 
Well, it's a big old fat zero out of 13. But hey, we had like three or four weeks in a row of matches. And like last week with Michael Jackson, we got two out of nine, which kind of bumped up our score a little more. So that's good. No complaints here. No, at least the album was good, right? Oh, yeah. But how good is the question? And that's what we have to do now. It's time to rate the record. So uh, let's go ahead and do that. Swish, transition, whatever. All right, here we are on the album rating screen. Oh, my goodness. So many albums come before this one. But for episode 67, we have to add another one to the pile, the list. I'm not certain which one's going to go where. But, hey, last week, Savannah finally got her first (gasps) A-tier and top 10 album. She finally took one of my spots out. And the angels sang. Michael Jackson pushed out Frank Zappa. I don't know how I feel about that. But, hey, whatever it is, what it is. I feel great about it. As you should, as you should. I mean, it wasn't a bad album. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to tell you my score first, aren't I? Absolutely, because yes, we need to find out where Shad's The Old Prince is heading out today. And uh, as I said, I'm probably wrong, but my score I did say for you was going to be 74. I'm curious to know how off I am. Okay, now, um, like I said earlier, I am really picky about music and even within some niche genres, I have to narrow it down even further to something that really pleases my ears. Well, this album is one I will definitely listen to again. I really liked it. I scored it a 79.69. The fact it didn't break 80 really pissed me off, but I wasn't going to manipulate the scores. Yeah, no, no worries, no worries. It's it's just f- funny. So, sorry, what was yours again? 79.69, you said? Yes, it was. Because I just like to... Because I, I type in my calculator and forget to write it down, so then <laughs> the, the calculator removes that score and just shows me the final one. Yep. All right, so 79.69, it's, it's just funny that you said it, it's like too bad that it didn't break 80, because with yeah. the way you were talking, I thought it was actually going to, but hey, still higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I, on the other hand, just like iceberg tipped 80 with... An even 80, like just on the dot. But that means we have a B tier album. 79.84%. You could have fudged your score a little bit. So 79.84% Shad's The Old Prince is the, um, what I'm going to assume is the top of the B plus tier. Uh, yes, it is. It definitely is. It knocks rage against the machine down a peg. Wow, don't you feel like a fool with your head in your hands? I I do. I am I am digging my thumbs into my temple right now. Ay ay ay. All right. Um yeah, I guess we'll just cut back in here, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't really matter at this point. Uh the ending cuts are being very erratic lately. Uh yeah, very close to an ATR album, but we didn't quite get it and I'm hiccuping, so that means I'm probably at the end of the podcast anyway. <laughs> Why couldn't silence. you have? Why could you not have? I'm talking. What do you mean, dead silence? Why it was like dead silence for like better? four seconds before yeah. you talked? <laughs> yeah, it's all for dramatic, dramatic effect. That I am just in awe of how you messed this up once again. Sure, I did. The one who just like literally <laughs> threw blame on herself before we cut there. No, no, I, I never said any of those things. I like the album though, so I mean, optimism. I need to hold on to the optimism. I like the album. Finally, it was a hip hop album that I liked the entire thing. So, I mean, I I do think that you are on to something when you say you're starting to think you know what I like when it comes to that. I think you might be hitting it on the nose now. 
There's a couple more I can think of throwing in there that you might like, but who knows? Maybe they'll come in the future. Maybe they'll come in way the hell so. down the road. I uh, can't really say anything about the schedule because we don't want to spoil anything. And mm. with that, we are at the end of the episode. Oh, boy. So, hey, thank you very much for uh, tuning in and hanging out with us today. Make sure you let us know what you thought of this album down in the comments below. If you did indeed listen to it, I'm assuming making it this far through the episode, you probably did. Where'd you rank the songs? Where'd you rate the record? Did you fuck up the rating and make it a B tier as well when it could have been oh. this close to an A tier? Let us know. Uh, be glad to know that, too. Uh, you can also let us know on our social medias and everything like that. And all of that can be found at ratetherecord.ca. Along with the album giveaway link, remember, we're giving away Nirvana's Nevermind for February 2023, so make yes. sure you check that link in ratetherecord.ca or description down below to do that request an album same two links that you can check out and same two locations I should say uh, all that found there all good but yes very curious to know your opinion on the album we love discussing this stuff with you you listen to our opinions for like an hour to an hour and a half we want to hear Fine. yours for even like five seconds yes please and there have been quite a few rankings that have been left in comments under our videos on YouTube and uh, I am always so pleased and I feel really good when uh, your number ones match my number ones and they're completely opposite of what Chris likes, because who cares what Chris likes? But I am very pleased that I feel validated that my number one is someone else's number one. So keep putting your uh, your opinions in the comments, please. I love reading them. I noticed that you're talking a lot to bury that last point you said when I could have just as easily come back and said, look at the top 10 of our of our podcast and look at all the times you actually agreed with me. So who cares what people think about Chris's music? Apparently Savannah does. I just assume you have a 10 second memory. And if I can talk for 10 seconds, you'll forget what I said. Oh, no, I'll just dissociate until you're done talking and have that one thing in my head to finally bring back. God damn it. That is the complete polar opposite. But anyways, yes, let us know what you think of the album down there. Uh, so once again, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. But before we let you go, speaking of like future schedules and everything like that, we are going to give you a little uh, sneak preview of what to expect next week. Just a little bit of a, a teaser, if you will. And Savannah's choosing this one. We'll look yes. at another A-tier album. We're going to have to wait and see, but wonder what it's going to be. Uh, next week, we have a group where all members succeeded as solo artists, along with being in a group together. They have had many breakups and reunions, but as of right now, they are together in quotes, but they're limited by personal legal issues. I mean, nowadays, who isn't? But uh, that's who we got going on for the next show. Guns and Roses. Oh, good. Well, mm, can we do Chinese democracy if we do? Can we not? <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> yes, we cannot. Okay, that, that, that'd be much more preferred. I prefer not to do Chinese <laughs> democracy. I've heard like three songs on the album. Really? Like This is kind of butt rock boring shit. Uh, I haven't heard it at all, but I know that Axe Rose's voice has really diminished since the early 90s. Well, yeah, so like I'm 17 little, years yeah. later, of course and it's going to sound little, a little different. Yeah, but I mean like really different, like like uh, Vince Neil different. So I'm, I'm a little worried about it. But uh, just as a confirmation for everyone listening, we are not doing Chinese democracy. No, but we are doing Guns N' Roses, though. That's already been confirmed. Yes, sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe we're doing it. Maybe we're not. I don't know. But if you can actually figure out what we're actually doing next week, go yeah. ahead and uh, try to figure that out. But in the meantime, go listen to some awesome music like Shad's The Old Prince. Yes. That just couldn't aid oh, here, apparently. So and we'll close. see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>